of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, it's as if your amen is down. There's no ban on saying amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we thank God for a Sunday morning like this. Amen. And I believe we are all poised for the word of God this morning. All right. And so without wasting much time, we'll go straight to the word. Today we are continuing with our series on the church. I think this will be part 14, right? Part 14 on the series on the church. I said, I don't know when I'm going to finish. There are times I'm interspersed with other things, but I mean, we just, uh, we are not going anywhere. Hallelujah. I think the last time I dealt with the church and conflicts. All right. Today, I want to speak on the church and the world. the church and the world everybody say the church and the world hallelujah yeah somebody said the world is becoming churchy and the church is becoming worldly so we are gradually trying to create a hybrid me no one no hybrid we are gradually trying to create a hybrid between the church and the world but today i'm just going to show you from scriptures that that is not supposed to happen hallelujah that is not supposed to happen there there there, there should be no point of intersection at all between the church and the world i mean jesus made it clear paul made it clear and that is how it's supposed to be amen now let's look at john chapter 17 let's start reading from verse 14 john 17 we'll start reading from verse 14 in the first place when we talk about the world we are not necessarily talking about the geographical world we are not talking about the continents we are not talking about and uh, land masses okay when we talk about the world we're actually talking about the systems of the world okay we are not talking about the, the physical structures and all of that. We are talking about systems. We are talking about cultures. We are talking about ways of doing things. He said, I have given them thy word. And the world had hated them because they are not of the world. Say, they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world. Next. He said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil next they are not of the world even as i am not of the world hallelujah this is jesus christ speaking so he's trying to tell us that he is not of the world he came to the world but he is not of the world and in the same way those of us who are following him are also not of the world we are just passing through this world it is just a temporary place we are a state within a state when I spoke about shadows of the golden calf, I mentioned the fact that the church is like a separatist state. Geographically, 
you can have a part of the country being within the country but they are independent they, are, they have their own sovereignty a country like Lesotho is within the landmass of South Africa but they have their own sovereignty their laws are different everything alright so we are a separate state we are a sovereign nation of our own the Bible says we are a royal priesthood a holy nation and a peculiar people so we have our own country hallelujah and I told you that for that reason there shouldn't be issues with Christians when it comes to marriage and tribes hallelujah it shouldn't be an issue at all that this person is from this part of the country so you can't marry or this person is from this part of the country or this person belongs to this tribe and this tribe they don't respect women and this tribe the men beat the women and this tribe the men are lazy and this tribe they like juju too much every house you go to there is a pot in front of it the bible says in christ there is no greek and there is no jew that means there's no akan and there's no ewe and there's no ga and there's no hausa we are all from the same country hallelujah so we are a country within a country amen so we are in this world but we are not of this world the principles by which we live are different amen so that is what jesus christ is saying here let's read um first john chapter 2 verse 15 first john 2 15 it said love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him hallelujah what he's trying to tell us here is that the two are mutually exclusive there is no intersection anywhere you either love god or you love the world you can't love god and love the world at the same time but is that really what the case is on the ground now a lot of our things as christians are becoming very very worldly very 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 worldly and we need to open our eyes to some of these things and and pay attention to some of these things hallelujah i've spoken extensively about things like you know music still we don't have the um series on the christian in the contemporary world on the podcast you know i i spoke extensively about certain things the the stance of the bible on certain things the bible says all things are lawful but not all things are profitable there are certain things they may not be sins but they are not profitable they don't benefit you in any way they don't edify you they don't add anything to your life amen they are lawful but they are not expedient they are not profitable they don't help you in any way you won't find any part of the bible that says if you drink alcohol you will go to hell but the question is what are the benefits of alcohol there isn't even a single nutritional benefit the alcohol companies the wine companies and things will try to put out information out there that when you drink alcohol it protects your heart but you and i know that the alcohol too can harm the heart and give you alcoholic whatever whatever 
Hallelujah. So they are lawful, but they are not expedient. They don't add anything to your life. It doesn't add anything to you. In fact, when you read the Bible stands on alcohol, you realize that most of the things it says about alcohol are negative. It says wine is a mocker. It can make fun of you. You drink alcohol, your eyes are running red, you know, you can't see well, you say things that you don't mean, you make promises that you don't intend to keep just because you are happy. It says wine makes the heart glad. So when you drink, you become happy and you say things that you are not supposed to say. You give promises that you don't intend to keep. You walk around, get drunk, you stagger, hit your head on gutters. Alcoholics have scars to show that I have drunk before. Scars on their legs, scars on their... People sleep in gutters overnight and drink gutter water just because of alcohol. No nutritional benefits, nothing. It just creates a mirage for you that you believe that everything is okay in the world. People drink to forget their problems. I wish the alcohol could wipe away the problem. But it cannot. Hallelujah. I've spoken extensively about music. Nobody saying listening to worldly music will, will get you into hell. But music can either be a good tool or a dangerous one. In the wrong hands, music can be dangerous. Hallelujah. Music is a language on its own. Just like how we have the 26 alphabet, A to Z, and you put these alphabets together to create sentences. And by putting these alphabet together, you can inspire somebody, you can discourage somebody, you can encourage somebody, you can do so many things with just by putting those alphabets together music is also a language the notes are like the alphabet so you put the notes together and with it you can inspire somebody you can encourage somebody you can discourage somebody hallelujah and it is no secret that music was one of the strongest points of the enemy satan it will be very unwise of him not to use his strongest attribute. His strongest attribute in heaven wasn't warfare because he was not Michael. The Bible says musical instruments were woven into his body. Hallelujah. He didn't need an instrumentalist to lead worship. He now when he comes, he is a walking orchestra. So now that we are his enemies and he's fighting against us, what makes you think he won't use his strongest attribute? He's too smart not to do that. Hallelujah. And when it comes to the weapon of music in the hands of the enemy, it operates by camouflage. Say camouflage. The raw profane ones and those things is targeted at the people of the world because he knows that it's very likely you will not go for those ones. Obviously profane songs. But even that one, we can't be sure now. With Christian, you cannot be sure. Some of you, if we go through your playlist right now, on your phone and on your, what do you call it? Some people say, I've listened to gospel. Let me, let me go to the other side too small. 
something small for the boys <laughs> we can't even be sure about christians not listening to profane songs now yesterday when they were about to start it was about time for the what you call that worst thing to start somebody put up on facebook they said when the program starts everybody should look out for their church members <laughs> and the dances they will dance and the dressings which they will appear there <laughs> hallelujah so when it comes to music we need to be very careful because it can be a very dangerous tool in the hands of the devil america is suffering a lot of domestic violence and violence among teenagers and all of those things mainly because of hip-hop a lot of the songs hip-hop songs carry a message of violence there was one i i heard in my secondary school days i've forgotten the name of the artist part of the beats were gunshots like the beats for the song they'll rap out and they'll say boom 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 something something and you can hear it's gunshots and you are listening to this day and night and it's entering your spirit one day if you happen to have a gun you want to practice the sound you are hearing in the music hallelujah so we, we need to be careful about certain things all things are lawful but not all things are expedient we need to be aware of the fact that we are in this world but we are not of this world hallelujah so there are a lot of areas in our lives where unconsciously we are becoming worldly whether it's consciously or unconsciously sometimes it's unconscious sometimes it's conscious we are becoming worldly one of the greatest tricks of the enemy is to have you and I believe that all religions are worshipping the same God hallelujah sometimes when we preach this thing it is the truth we are preaching it's not like we are encouraging um, religious whatever at all jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me i am the only way that's what he said it's finished so this whole idea oh it's not true it's not true yes maybe you have not seen the God you are worshipping. They've also not seen the one they are worshipping. With your eyes before. To see whether they look alike. But. Look at the principles. Look at the teachings. If one is encouraging you to marry one. And another says you can marry. One, two, three. So, so and so. They can't be the same. If one says. If you blow yourself up. And you commit suicide you go to heaven and have 70 virgins to yourself and the other one is saying you don't need to kill yourself me i will die for you can they be the same not possible so one of the biggest tricks is to have us change our worldview for us to see the world in a certain way now when it comes to homosexuality gay lesbian gradually we are having christians coming to the point where it's like we feel these things are i mean it's fine we can live with this and you know nobody is saying go and hate a gay person hallelujah we are not called into the ministry of hate 
we don't hate the people but we hate what they do bishop Dag went to a certain country and went to preach he fired the whole gay lesbian thing and the church people they were happy arms. and the bishop of the church had to come and dissociate himself from some of the statements he's made making statements like so they will not give him your platform he doesn't need your platform the man is presiding over thousands of churches if he wants a platform to preach if you come here we'll give him a platform to preach he doesn't need your platform hallelujah and you see some of these things preserving the old landmarks i believe now the mantle is on africa to lead the process of the preservation because other parts of the world have compromised too much some years back the anglican church went for their international conference and they were debating on the issue of ordaining gay bishops and the african contingent staged a walkout they said no 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 the bible is clear on some of these things for how long will you be torn between two opinions that's what elijah told the people of israel on mount Carmel. he said how long will you be torn between two opinions until he said no cry the truth is only one you can't have black and white and gray it's either black or it's white it's simple hallelujah and so we must position ourselves such that we will continue to preserve the ancient landmarks the touch that was passed on from generation to generation the problem with europe right now is the fact that there was a gap somewhere in the passing on of the touch and we, we are not going to allow that to happen in africa hallelujah look and it takes a conscious effort to realize that we are in this world but we are not of the world and it must be preached constantly for it to enter our hearts our head and our dna so even when we give birth to the children it's in their dna so you pass it on to them genetically hallelujah there was a gap somewhere in europe there was compromise somewhere in europe and that is what has landed europe in its current state godlessness highest level you talk about god and they look at you like you are a strange human being and unfortunately we africans that are very godly too we are not very prosperous so they look at us and say look at your plenty prayer what has it done for you when we get to heaven that is when we will know when you are myopic enough to look at things here on earth okay you people have skyscrapers you have this you have things are working for you and we when we come here poverty filled this disease when we get to heaven that is when we will know hallelujah this is not our world we are just passing through we're just passing through it's a lot not the world don't get too infatuated with the world don't get too attracted to the world there are some places as a christian you must not be seen there what is a believer doing in the nightclub what are you going to do there when the things that happen in nightclubs are not good things the atmosphere alone is not good for your born again spirit if you should enter a nightclub and god should open your eyes you will see demons flying around those are demon infested places places where they are playing filthy music look the devil is always a copycat he always tries to imitate what god does when the bible says god inhabits the praises of his people when we sing correct songs it brings down the presence of god when wrong songs to us sung, it invites the presence of demons and principalities and powers 
There was a time I was walking through Kolibu when I was a student. I was moving from basic sciences to BQ. That was a Friday after CMF. I was walking to my room. And suddenly, God opened my eyes. And the entire atmosphere was saturated with demonic spirits. I couldn't understand. I was like, ah, this is a place we've always been. Why is it that today the demonic activity is at a higher level? At that time, UGMSA was having UGMSA week. In front of B Block were huge speakers. So from afternoon to evening, I don't know whether they still do that. They were playing all sorts of songs and and the Holy Spirit was saying that is the source. Demons like filth. That's why you should be careful what you are playing in your home. Some of you are attracting all kinds of entities. Squatters. Tenants that will not pay bills. Unseen, uninvited tenants. Hiding in all sorts of corners. Why do you think there's no peace in your home? Why do you think your room, you're always fighting? Why, why do you think you can't wake up at night to, to pray? New year resolution every year. 4.30 I wake up. 4 o'clock I wake up. 5 o'clock you are not able to do it. Squatters, they come and blow hot air. In fact, cold air. Hot air, you wake up. Make you feel like it is rainy. The weather has brought itself. <laughs> we are in this world, but we are not of this world. It must enter our minds and enter our spirits. This is just a temporary place. Our real home is somewhere else. Hallelujah. Gradually, we are becoming too worldly. Some of our things, it's like we, we, we compromise a lot. Sometimes even in dedication of children. You know, there's a difference between culture and religion. Culture is not bad. A lot of the things we read in the Bible were Jewish culture. So every group of people have their way of doing things. But when the culture is straying into religion, that one, you must take a second look at it. Hallelujah. Nobody's saying culture is wrong. But when the culture is straying into the realm of religion, there's everything wrong with pouring libation. We Christians don't believe in it. That is not how we pray. We don't pray to ancestors. We pray to God through Jesus Christ. Simple. And then Nananum and this and this calling ancestral spirits, invoking ancestral spirits. There was one man I listened to, he was into the occult. This one, I don't know whether what he's saying is true or not. He said when the people allow libation at their traditional wedding, while they are doing, there's a familiar spirit that is collecting the insan. Writes your name on it and goes to put it somewhere. When the marriage is sweet, everything is nice, then they'll take the bottle and shake it small. <laughs> I mean, this one, I'm quoting him. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't do it with them. Is that no, no, this people they are too happy. Collect the this and shake it. Shake it a little bit. Hey, today this day you are at each other's throat. Blah 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 blah. And then they'll put the bottle down and the thing settles. And they write, no, 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 no. Then <laughs> they just shake it a little. Culture is not wrong, but when the culture is becoming religious, when the thing is becoming like prayer, we are entering into religious realms. That's a problem. 
sometimes it's difficult because of family stuff the family wants this and the family wants that sometimes even with weddings marriage as christians look we need to put our feet down as much as we can i think to a very large extent christian weddings are gradually becoming too worldly and we need to watch it it's like we are we are taking our eyes off the ball worldly standards are determining what we call a successful and a nice wedding recently it's like it's as if it's some revolution that is coming now people are doing very simple weddings and putting it on, on, on social media recently i saw some wedding there were just about 10 people there they were wearing um, those are the things that i believe should trend they were just wearing t-shirt and jeans trainers everybody else was wearing the same they were just about 10 man of god came blessed the distance oh they danced and left. they are married they are not less married than if you have the means to have a lavish wedding beautiful if you have the means do it and do it well but when you have to go and borrow money go for a loan from the bank just because you want to get married you start life as a couple with a debt that is a very very bad sign because of worldly standards people are living way outside their means now it's very fashionable so it's like every vacation my wife and children must go to dubai meanwhile you don't have the means for that if it's winning but you can go go if it's Tema, you can go go because no beach is there go and sit there go to banks and collect money just to keep up with a certain standard because of the circle of friends hey everybody's going here everybody's going here, everybody's going there it's not compulsory to travel outside ghana jesus christ israel not he did his ministry he was born there he stayed there he did his ministry there he ascended there Don't judge somebody by whether or not they have stamped a, a UK visa in his passport or not, or a, a, a visa to the United States of America. Hallelujah. He said, hey, so you haven't traveled before. You haven't traveled before. We must live according to our means. The worldly standards are becoming too much. Those kind of weddings, I believe those are the ones that must train. We, we must create a certain buzz around those ones. A wedding is more of a spiritual ceremony than a ceremony for entertainment and enjoyment. That bit is just supposed to be small. Our standards are changing. It's like, you know, when you are drifting and you don't realize you are drifting, it's like it's changing gradually the time you realize you are in it and you don't re- and that is what is gradually happening so this sermon is supposed to be a wake-up call to all of us it's supposed to be a wake-up call our weddings are just becoming too wealthy sometimes you wonder some of our weddings whether jesus could can sit in you wonder we need to maintain the standards hallelujah we must not compromise you mustn't let the well be our standard in my wedding i insisted on certain things 
Sometimes the family influence can be strong and all of that. But some, when they see that you are serious about certain things, they will allow you to. After all, you are the one going to marry you. You are the one going to marry. I told them, I don't want to see a drop of alcohol at my wedding. If you drink alcohol, it's, it's not my wedding. You, afterwards, you, know, you can pass. If it's a petechi bar, you can go there, go and sit and drink. This is my wedding. You will not drink. I'm not saying if you come and drink at my wedding, I've helped you to go to hell. No, by me, that is my standard. I won't give you alcohol. The day before the wedding, the champagne that was supposed to be popped, the people went to buy some very huge, nice ones, about six of them, the ones that were supposed to be popped. And also they had bought them. I said, bring it and let me inspect. They brought it. I looked at it. Alcohol for 0.1%. I said, take it away. I'm not saying if you drink that one, you have seen though. Me, that is my standard. I told them, take it away. I don't want, oh, but zero point. I said, I don't want it. Go and give me those, the blue ones and the, that is me, my standard. I won't compromise on it. Oh, there were big people, ministers of state, we all drank malt, cook. And we were fine. Nobody died. Yeah. Hallelujah. Me, at my wedding, I didn't dance because I don't know how to dance. You understand? Yeah, so that's it. So that's it. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, if you can dance, fine. Me, I, I don't live by other people's standards. So, me and my wife, we agreed. Do you know how to dance? No. Do you know how to dance? No. We shall not dance. You see how praises I take it cool there. Some of us we have two left feet. There's no coordination. You go and try to do something complex. Then you realize you are landed on your gluteus muscle. Your thing is Holy Ghost. You, know, you just don't know how to dance. Especially with the veil flowing, and then I'll go and do something and I'll step on the veil. Then all of us go to no. MC was a very good friend of mine. He knew that wound that he was trying to tease us. Oh, so uh, bridegroom and bride, will you dance? <laughs> he knew wound, he was just teasing us. We, we will not dance. Because we will live by our standards. Hallelujah. We have created the criteria for ourselves. Other people who can dance will dance, and it's nice. And this is, is okay. Thank God for your lives. So don't don't compare yourself to other people. You, you must be careful of the company you keep. Look, when we say peer pressure, people think it's only teenage days. It's not. It's not teenage pain. Adulthood, even when people are married, peer pressure. Oh, and this is my children are going to go to London for vacation. Then hey, Charlie, me, dear me, how come me, my children? This, and you go and borrow money, go this, 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 and you are living in debt, and your life is bazaar. Cut your coat according to your size. On Valentine's Day, he doesn't necessarily have to buy you something superfluous for you to feel like he loves you. Even if he brings you sugar cane, and he says you are sweet like this sugar cane, take it like that. Take it like that. Some people are never satisfied with anything. 
she has to come and surprise you at your uh, workplace or your school with some large yes that huge basket and this that the now i'm not saying those things are bad though what i'm saying is that don't allow yourself to be forced into certain things hallelujah now there's this thing where people send maybe i think breakfast or something some large AEB, and then they'll come the ladies they love those things actually your friends can see that actually your boy no he, he knows what's up knows what's up it's, it's nice but if the means is not there don't make him feel bad hallelujah that is also not license for the gentleman to be armstrong and pepper in the relationship of you going to quote me uh, dr leslie says my, my pastor says we should buy you sugar cane it was just an example <laughs> sugar cane uh, orange granite <laughs> mango nice mango right nice you hold this a mango crab it's as if the shape is become like a hat is the thought behind the thing that is important hallelujah you don't actually have to go to a five-star hotel on her birthday if the means is not there it's not there it's not there it is a thought behind it that matters you can go to chef solo <laughs> you can go to chef solo medina is there or you die you can cook something nice and eat life is not supposed to be too complicated though if you have the means fine but don't put too much pressure on yourselves our standards are being determined by the things we see around us and that must change that must change there are people students putting pressure on their parents not because their parents are not doing enough for them but because they are comparing themselves to other people your roommate who is some dada b and comes from a very good home and you you know where you are coming from that your school fees can have to fast and pray three days for God to release somebody to come and help. And you are comparing yourself to this person. And you want to live by the same standards. Putting unnecessary pressure on parents. Our standards must change. And our standards are changing. So we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are not of this world. The standards of the world can determine how we live our lives. And look, one thing we must note is that this world we are in is a falling world. So you can't live by the standards of a falling world. Then you not you don't know what you are about in life. The thing that is already falling, that is what you are using as your measuring rod. There's a problem. It's a big problem. It is a falling world that is under the control of Satan. That is what the Bible tells us. The Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air. When Satan took Jesus Christ to that high temple, he said, look at the whole world. Look at the whole world, the systems, its glories, everything in it. He said, it is mine because it was given unto me. Give unto him where? In the garden of Eden. 
So Satan controls a lot of the systems of the world. So that should not be your standard if you're a child of God. Your standard should be the word of God. Your standard should be the things of God. What is God saying about it? So if we are in this world, but we are not of this world, then in what capacity are we as children of God in this world? Let's open to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 18 to 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 18 to 20. He said, and all things are of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Next. To wait that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Next. Now then we are what? Ambassadors of Christ ambassadors of Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God so we are ambassadors everybody say ambassadors so who is an ambassador I'm going to take you through a few things a few characteristics of an ambassador certain things that apply to an ambassador and you understand your position here on earth very well we are ambassadors First of all, when we talk about an ambassador, we are talking about the representative of a country in another country. And we have established the fact that this world is not our country. We are in here, but it is not our country. So our being here makes us ambassadors because we are representing God here. Hallelujah. So the analogy is clear. So one, where ambassadors are concerned, ambassadors are appointed by the king or president but not voted into position you never have a country where the ambassador was voted for for countries that belong to the british commonwealth the term we use is high commissioner other countries they are ambassadors it is never a position voted for it is by appointment hallelujah in the same way your appointment as an ambassador of christ a representative of of christ on earth is an appointment it is a work of grace not by your works hallelujah it's god himself who called you that be my representative here on earth come out from this world be separated so one the ambassador is never voted into position but is appointed by the king the ambassador never becomes a citizen of the country in which he's representing his nation you will never hear of the ambassador of the united states of america naturalizing as a Ghanaian. he remains an american even though he's here in ghana hallelujah so we cannot take up the citizenship of the world while we are still here on earth as ambassadors of christ representatives of christ three the ambassador is committed only to the interests of his home country america for example they say america doesn't have permanent friends they have permanent interests that means if 
the friendship goes against their interests they will break their friendship and follow their interests so the ambassadors represent the interest we are representing the interests of the kingdom of god here on earth hallelujah the interests of the kingdom of god one of them is that god wants to reconcile the world to himself what we just read and so an ambassador of christ must pursue that agenda of reconciliation first and foremost you can't be a true representative of christ and you are not worried about the assignment of reconciliation because it is foremost on the agenda on the interests of god as far as this world is concerned is to save the world the interest of heaven where this world is concerned is for the earth to be influenced the world to be influenced for god he said you are the salt and the light of this world the world is dark because it's under the devil we are the ones supposed to produce light we are the salt salt is a preservative so all this moral decay and moral decadence and things that are going on around our presence should be able to stop all those things from happening you should be such a worthy ambassador of christ such that when you are around there are certain things people cannot do you know there are some people like that when they are around, you can't do certain things when they are around you can't say certain things when they are around you can't talk profane and make coarse jokes and play with certain things when they are around their presence alone is enough and most of the time this is because those people have declared their stance and they have declared it clearly sometimes we are afraid to declare workplace school room hostel it's like when they call you assault and when they call you they say that you are you are hey these are the judicious people in this and say you find it offensive some of you are ashamed of the gospel of christ you are ashamed of the fact that you are christian a leader comes to visit you your cell group of here comes to visit you you are going to see him up in the middle of the road he says so as we are parting with hold on let me hold your hands let me pray with you and we're looking around are, are people watching me you are ashamed of the gospel of christ you are not a good ambassador you are not a good representative Can you imagine the ambassador of the United States of America? A country he is proud of. And they go for dinners and then they wear their national badge, small like that, so that you know that, hey, I am here, but I don't belong here. They fly their flag boldly. They don't hide it because they, they are from a nation they are proud of. If we really believe in this thing called Christianity, we will not be ashamed to declare our stance. Most of you, your problem with your inconsistency and things in life is because you have not declared your stance around the people to the people that are around you so they see you like them so they come and make suggestions to you which they would not have done if you had clearly stated your stance on certain things If your roommate can boldly come and give you a number of a sugar daddy, that will, if you call this man, hook up with him, listen, it means there's something wrong with your ambassadorial qualities. You, you have not declared your stance well enough. There are certain temptations that will only come to people who have never declared their stance. Or because you are ashamed. Or because they'll call you names. They'll say, oh, you, you are some way. You don't know what's up. 
You adore. You are cool. But if you declare your stance, you make it known. Look, me, this is my stance. I don't do this. I don't do that. You limit the temptations that come your way. You are in the workplace. You have declared. You, you don't believe in this and that and that and that, that, that. It limits the number of people who come and tempt you with fornication and things like that. But they know that I leave you go this way. He will even embarrass you. Anybody who comes to tempt somebody is because deep inside they believe they have a chance. It's true. You, you must believe you have a chance to go. If you know totally that you don't have a chance and that you'll be rejected and embarrassed, why would you go? Sometimes it's because we are not exhibiting good ambassadorial qualities. But may that change in Jesus' name. Four. The ambassador has access to the wealth of his home country. He has access to the wealth of his home country to carry out his duties. Ambassadorial duties. Hallelujah. The U.S. ambassador to Ghana doesn't live on the Ghanaian economy. Whether the city is dancing at Bajah or is fluctuating up and down or doing it, it doesn't affect him. It is what happens in his country, his own country that affects him. So as believers, we must come to the point where we believe in the heavenly economy. Hallelujah. We believe in, the, in heavenly economics. Heaven's principles of economics and those things, the principles don't usually fall in line with earthly principles. Most of the time, they are even at loggerheads. In the world, if you want to be at the top, you go to the top. But we were told that when you want to be at the top, first humble yourself. Be the least first. Go in the opposite direction. It is more blessed to give than to receive. In the world, if you want to receive, you open your arms and receive. It's as simple as that. So the principles are different. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. When you believe in the heavenly economy, you will have heavenly economy testimonies. Hallelujah. Ah, the earth is the Lord's. God is able to supply. He will use people. Supply. He will just touch somebody's heart. Go, go and give him this. Go and give him this, 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 and that. That's how ministries are able to carry out their mandate. They are ambassadors of Christ on earth. Heaven provides for the accomplishment of the mission. That is why people shouldn't be surprised if in the next year or two we have our own huge auditorium and huge cathedral which defies the logic because most of the time these things come after 20 years 15 years you launch things you relaunch and relaunch building this and this and that and that, that. but this is a year of possibilities hallelujah anything is possible God can do anything 
God can just bless you with five million dollars and you say, My tight, five hundred thousand dollars. Who is it to go and buy five acres of land? Receive it in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, anything is possible. The earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. He can distribute the wealth as he wants to. Can distribute it. So the ambassador has access to his own home country's wealth for his assignment. And then five, which is closely related to this, he does not live under the economy of the foreign state. Six. So long as the ambassador remains within the confines of the embassy, which is the place that houses the ambassador, he is not under the laws of the foreign country. Hallelujah. Technically, when you go to the, you enter the U.S. embassy now, technically you are not in Ghana. You are in America. So if you went there and you were bounced, be of good cheer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Technically, that is not part of the sovereign land of Ghana. The agreement that is signed for all those embassies, and it is not part of Ghana. So long as they are within that building, they are under the laws of the United States of America. When they step out, the laws of Ghana begin to work. Ghana police can't just break into the American embassy like that. They can break into your home. They have the warrant and the license to do that. Soldiers can just open your gate and enter because it's part of Ghana. And the laws of Ghana gives them that mandate. If soldiers of Ghana break into the U.S. embassy, it is seen as an act of war. And we don't want to fight America. Because technically that land is not part of Ghana. Where, where is the embassy? Is it cantonment or uh, that place? It is not Ghana. So if you want to boast that you've been to Ghana, just, just go there. Just go and go there. Say, I'll admit to have, I've been to America. <laughs> In the same way, so long as you remain within the confines of the church, the things that happen out there don't apply to you. You, you, you enjoy divine exemption from certain things that happen. So long as you are, you are within the body of Christ and we are keeping together and you, you are not behaving like me, me, I'm alone. That's how some believers are. I walk alone. And those are the easy targets for the enemy. Easy prey. The lion will never attack the deer that is in the center of the head. They look at those in the peripheries. Especially those that have drifted a bit away. That is why fellowshipping with the brethren is important. Iron sharpened iron. So does the countenance of a man. If you are alone, you are always detached. You are easy prey for the enemy. Hallelujah. Let us remain within the the, the confines of, of the house of God. And when I talk about the house, I'm not talking about the physical building. I'm talking about the whole structure or the body of the church. Hallelujah. Number seven. The ambassador never speaks his personal position on any issue. He only articulates his nation's official position. Hallelujah. Our nation, our official position is the word of God on any issue 
whether it's homosexuality or lesbianism or whatever last week i gave you the position of the church on certain things going to court the position of the church on divorce all of the those are our positions when those issues come up you are not supposed to give your own interpretation use logic sometimes you hear some christians say i heard a pastor two people who are very close to me they were getting ready to get married and they went to see a pastor and just to visit him and all of that and the pastor was asking them certain questions like hey so you people you've never had sex before hey you have done well oh. i've done very well hey eh? pastor is making it sound like tell you've done something um and the pastor opened his mouth and said hmm, this thing is not easy oh. but he, if he even had his own way this law against fornication he'll take it out of the bible that's what the pastor said human wisdom your own personal position we don't want to know your personal position hallelujah we don't want to know your personal position. what does the word of god say what is the stance of christ what is the stance of the church on the issue that is what matters there are things i'll tell you and i'll tell you this one it is my mind paul used to do it you tell us what this one it is me me it's me myself talking those ones must be separated from what the bible that's why i tried to preach with scriptures one of the first things i recommended when we were renovating this place for church was that we need a projector so that it's not like i'm reading for you we are all seeing it and we are all reading it so i see that this is what the word of god is saying that should be our standard that should be what we will quote some people can quote their pastor more than they can quote the scriptures my bishop said this and my bishop said and my bishop said when you are getting to those realms you are running into error if what your bishop has said is in alignment to the word of god fine but there are certain things that are best now open i gave you certain things concerning my word those are my stance me those are my stance those are my what do you call it i will not be able to necessarily find certain scriptures too but for me that's a standard those ones must be separated from things that are dogmatic enshrined in the bible this is so me i don't understand why there is a, a debate on homosexuality at all it is clear 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 clearly written in the bible not once not twice many times we've seen god's reaction sodom and gomorrah clear so for it to even be an argument it means there's something wrong with the church there's something wrong with the church so an ambassador never speaks his own personal position on any issue he only articulates the nation's official position number eight the goal of an ambassador is to influence the foreign territory for the kingdom he represents some of the big industrialized countries in a lot of countries they have institutions they've set up and the aim is to influence those countries with their culture the germans have an institution they call it the Guter institute or something like that the, their aim they are in i think 100 and something countries is to influence whatever nation they find themselves in with the german culture they teach people german they teach people to make german food and stuff like that to influence people with the german culture that is what ambassadors are supposed to do and that is what we are supposed to do hallelujah that is where our saltiness comes in that is where we being the light of the world comes in you can't be a christian and it is not on your heart to influence anybody for god as for me i'll just come to church receive the word and grow 
and 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 you 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 don't have the burden to even try to influence somebody you see someone a person dresses badly and there is no conviction nothing even moves you to say oh charlie listen nobody is saying go and be judgmental and go and point your finger in the person's face you sinner that's not what we are saying the bible tells us that have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness so you can decide okay i'm not having anything to do with it but it didn't stop there it says but instead expose them exposing them certain things i've spoken right now i've exposed unfruitful works of darkness exposing them doesn't mean going to stand on the rooftop and saying this person is doing this and this person is doing that that's not what the bible is saying point it out to them that this thing is wrong that is what an ambassador will do we can't be passive about these things we can't be selfish about these things that oh be let me just live my life and go to heaven that is not what an ambassador does leave the preaching to the pastors leave it to the men of god we are all ambassadors and we are supposed to influence her somebody told me she's a strong believer because in secondary school she went to a room that dorm had one person there the senior there ensured that every week everybody in the room will fast and pray there was a day they will fast this is somebody trying to impose trying to influence when it comes to influencing the muslims are doing way better because in certain countries we have what we call the sharia law the sharia law is based on the teachings of muhammad and the sharia law has replaced the the actual law of the country so you still they cut your hand to all sorts of things it's based on the teachings of muhammad they have influenced society have influenced society when it comes to influencing the the structure of society and things i think the old church did way better than what we are doing now the new move came with a lot of power a lot of spirituality and all of that but when it comes to social interventions and infiltrating the systems with what we believe we are not doing too well we just believe in oh let's shut the door on ourselves and we pray in tongues and pray in tongues and go no that alone is not enough hallelujah it's not enough the methodists and the presbyterians and co came with influence they built their schools when you go to a catholic school whether you like it or not you learn to recite the rosary whether you believe in it or you will learn influencing society the universities the hospitals if if you don't want to believe a thing you don't want to accept then then don't come go where you want to go to that agenda of influencing society must be paramount on our minds that is why overflow will build a top-notch medical center which will solve medical issues i've told you before we will have people who have specialized in areas nursing areas and medical areas that nobody else has in ghana here and will be the go-to place when it comes to certain levels of expertise mark it down and prophesying so it's not just locking yourself in here the whole time no let's go out there and influence society let's change things if you come to on admission at the hospital 
And as the nurses are working, they are singing worship. Their PA system, they are just blasting by then. Pasadela would have become like Joe Metal. And his songs are all over the place. And we are playing it. The whole atmosphere is charged. You will not leave the place the same. You will not leave the place the same. Next comes, oh, can I pray with you? Praise with you. You will live there with a certain a certain impression would have been made on your spirit because we are influencing society when you establish businesses and you you manage them on godly principles you are influencing society so we are not just there to live our lives and go to heaven that alone is not enough we are supposed to change the world system that is why I encourage believers to go into politics when they can get into those positions if we leave it for the unbelievers they will enact laws that we will have to live by when you have believers in some of these strategic places if all the heads of all the institutions in this campus were born again spirit-filled believers you think we'll be having problems with venues and stuff like that they'll see it as part of their calling and their agenda to promote worship when you go to a lot of the tertiary institutions now a lot of restrictions when it comes to venues or programs it's like venue is one of when you get a venue you, you breathe oh, thank god we have a venue for a program it's become such a problem and it's because we don't have the right people in the right places but i see you entering into the corridors of power and influence in the medical field in whatever field you find your finance and whatever you are entering into the corridors of power you will be people of influence who will make decisions right decisions me god told me a long time ago that there will be a point in time in my life where either the president or the vice president of this country will be my son who told me that several years ago i don't know which of you it is <laughs> maybe the person is not even here <laughs> will be a spiritual son of mine so we'll be advising governments and pushing the agenda of christ at the governmental level hallelujah so don't don't just see it as oh we'll just pray and we'll just worship and we'll just go no society is there to be influenced society is there to be changed number nine the ambassador is a representative of the authority of his home nation and you are a representative of the authority of christ he said behold i give unto you power to trample over scorpions and snakes and over all the works of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you nothing means nothing we are working not with our own authority but authority delegated to us from christ jesus and then number 10 the ambassador enjoys full protection from his home country say full protection you are entitled to full protection from god because you are an ambassador of christ hallelujah that's why i like psalm 91 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high give me psalm 91 dwelleth 
And the key word there is dwell. When something is a secret, it means it's difficult to, it's difficult to find. Some people find the secret place. They just look at it and go away. But all the blessings in Psalm 91, we like to quote them. Most of the time we quote them. Oh, and this and this and that and that and he shall that, blah, 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 blah. But it is all the premises or the preamble is here. Verse 1. If you don't fulfill this one, don't go to verse 2 and 3 and 4. He that dwelleth. That means you have been diligent enough to look for the secret place of the Most High. You have found it. You don't just look in and run out, but you literally make your bed there. It is your abiding place. Some of you, Satan gets you easily when he's looking for you because you are not in a secret place. When you're in a secret place, Satan will look for you and look for you. He can't find you. You are hiding in the secret place of the Most High. He said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God himself covering you. Verse 2. He said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. A fortress is a stronghold. It's a place that when you go to, you know you are safe. I'm sure when you go to a Ghana presidential palace right now, there's a security place. Most of the time, there are bunkers underground. Where in case of any trouble, they will rush the president there. No bomb can bomb that place. Very thick walls and all of that. That's a fortress. And that is what God is going to be for you because you are an ambassador of his. He said, my God in him will I trust. Next. He said, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the, from the noisome pestilence. A snare is a trap. Look, this thing called Christianity is warfare. And in warfare, setting traps is normal. If God will open your eyes for you to see the traps Satan has set ahead of you. But we destroy every trap in the name of Jesus Christ. Of night. Oh, I expected a bigger amen than that. These things, they are prophetic words that have been spoken into your life from the word of God. There's no better and more powerful prophecy than that. And you activate it by saying your amen said he would deliver you from the snare of the father look when we talk about snares and traps i've said it here before that there are certain traps that can come to you as open doors you think it's a breakthrough it's not every proposal you receive that is a blessing some of them they are traps of the enemy those human those people are traps from the enemy when you want to trap a bed you create a nice cage and you open the door and put food in there so he says, oh, this is a breakthrough. This is an open door. This is an opportunity. Let me go in and get it. You go in and the door shuts. And that is it. It is a snare. It's a trap. But may God give you discernment to be able to tell the difference between a trap and an open door. And that is only possible if you are a dweller in the secret place of the Most High. But when you are not consistent in prayer, you, you are not intimate with God. Everything that comes, you see, oh, open door. Meanwhile, it's a trap. So you deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Pestilence is like an epidemic. Something that is happening to everybody. But that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. When people are getting needle prick injuries and getting HIV out of it, even if you get a needle prick injury on the ward, may the virus die on contact with your Holy Ghost sanctified blood. Working in a hospital environment is dangerous. I'm telling you. 
it's not dangerous just physically but even spiritually and i'll explain if you want a place where there's a lot of demonic activity go to a hospital some of the sicknesses are being policed by demons i'm telling you it's not everything that is just pathology the virus this that that they are demons there are a lot of your patients that are demon possessed they have demons in them what happens when the demon when the patient dies the demon doesn't stay in a dead body demons are flying out of people left right center in the hospital if you've never considered it today i'm opening your eyes to that reality no demon will stay in a dead body and as we are speaking now i'm sure every 10 seconds or something somebody is dying somebody is certifying some death in some department child child, child health this or that, that that a hospital environment is highly charged with demonic activity that's why you can't live as an ordinary believer hallelujah you must be well fortified in the spirit some of these demons when they are looking for another place to go and patch you the one doing the certification cardio respiratory activity upset pupils are fixed and dilated patient clinically dead at that time demon is okay me to have finished with this one i'm looking for the next available place to go and attach myself but you are fully protected by the fire of the holy spirit provided you dwell in the secret place of the mosai so he'll deliver you from the snare of the father and from the noisome pestilence next he said he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler when the truth of god is your shield nothing can penetrate that shield next thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flyeth by day look there are a lot of things that happen when we sleep I've told you several times that when you wake up in the morning, the least you can do is to thank God for the fact that you've woken up. A lot of things happen at night. Me, most of the time, I'm awake at night. My wife will tell you, most of the time, between 12.30 and 4 a.m., I'm awake. My sleep pattern is a very strange one. Most of the time, I start feeling sleepy around 10 there about. I'll sleep by 12.30, I'm up, and I'm up at like 4, 4.30. I sleep for another one hour and wake up. That's how my sleep pattern is a lot of things happen at night i'm telling you when you sleep and you wake up you just thank god for his protection say arrows that fly by night arrows arrows fly by night even the fact that you can sleep is a blessing from god you are not entitled to sleep the bible said he gives his beloved sleep that means the sleep you slept last night is god that gave it to you you didn't sleep because you were tired or because you stayed up to watch VGMA. You slept because God gave it to you. Because there are people in hospital right now suffering from insomnia. They want to close their eyes and sleep just for 10 minutes. It's not coming. And we are giving them lorazepam, diazepam, and every pump in this world. Just so they can sleep and the sleep is not coming. Are you, you can't sleep. Oh. You sleep in class. You sleep in church. You sleep at work. When I'm preaching and trying to make you laugh to cry, you are yawning. Some people, all they need is a surface. And the surface doesn't have to be horizontal. 
even vertical. You can just chalk on it like this now. You are gone. You should be grateful to God that you can sleep. He said, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flyeth by day. Don't be afraid. The dreams that you have, after today, you have them no more. Dreaming of seeing your grave and they've written your name on it and aged. It's your current age plus one. We cancel it in Jesus' name. Every agenda of hell is suspended. Don't be afraid. The things that chase you at night. And people call, I dreamt, and this thing, there's a particular man. Looks like a madman. And always in my dreams, he's chasing you. I've told you before, only two things are allowed to chase you in life. As a believer, goodness and mercy shall follow you. All the days of your life. They are the only thing, two things that are allowed to chase you. Goodness and mercy. And the Israelites were told, he said, The Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see them no more. And I declare to you that those things that have been chasing you and pursuing your destiny in your dreams, you shall see them no more. Next. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the distraction that wasted at noonday. Next. A thousand shall fall at thy side. I said a thousand shall fall by your side. And ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. That is the portion of an ambassador of Christ. Things can be happening around you. Bad things can be happening around you. Things are collapsing. Businesses are collapsing. Careers are collapsing. Dreams are collapsing. But the word of God is saying, it shall not come near you. It is not your portion. Because you, 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 you enjoy some protection from up there somewhere. You are different from the people around you. Next only with thine eye shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked there are wicked people in this world don't think everybody wants to see your good there are wicked people sometimes the, the wicked people are actually the ones who smile broadest to you something when you tell them good news they go home and hit the table ah! this girl again wicked people they don't like to see progress they are enemies of progress they don't want to see good things happen in anybody's life when you see wedding pictures and everybody's smiling it's not everybody whose smile is a genuine everybody's doing hey, this, 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 this this some of them when you examine the smile you can see it is a toothpaste smile yeah it's like and the cheeks are pinning them <laughs> because the smile is fake he said only with your eyes would you behold the reward of the wicked we don't believe in praying for those who plot wickedness against us to die we don't pray those prayers we will pray that you will live and you will repent and give your life to Christ and you will even live longer to see the things that you wish will not happen in our lives come to pass if you don't want us to get married you will sit there and watch us have our wedding and you dance with your groom somebody told me an auntie opened the mouth and said we'll see how you finish this school so we'll see how you finish school 
and you will finish to and finish with awards said only with your eyes shall you see the reward of the wicked next is that because thou has made the lord which is my refuge even the most high thy habitation so it's come back to the habitation thing that is the key to this whole thing next there shall no evil before thee neither shall any plague come near your dwelling no evil shall before thee no and no plague shall come near your dwelling even when there's an ebola outbreak your home is fortified and protected against the virus next for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways may the angelic surveillance over your home be increased today in the name of jesus you must live and walk with the consciousness that you don't walk alone you don't walk alone liverpool supporters in the house <laughs> you don't walk alone you have an angelic entourage following you wherever you go you are surrounded by an angelic entourage your home is surrounded by angels that's why Elisha told his servant, he said, he prayed that God opened his eyes for him to see. He realized that, hey, those that are for us are more than them that are against us. Your home is not an ordinary home. There are angels in your home. Hallelujah. Amen. Me, I always stand and declare my home a no-fly zone. By authority delegated to me by Jesus Christ, I declare it's a no-fly zone. That is the power we carry as believers. No flies on. No witch can fly over my house. It's impossible. There are angels and watchers there with arrows in their hands. You dare fly, they plant an arrow in your wings. I believe I've told you before, there was a day somebody was coming to look for my house. I'd been sent to my house. The person didn't know where my house was. He knew the neighborhood, but he didn't know where my house was. So he got to the neighborhood and was like, oh, which one is his house? He lifted up his eyes and he saw a huge angel standing on top of one of the buildings. And he said, that should be the house. He came, pressed the bell, and my wife opened the door. May angels be sent into your home. So he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Next. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. So when you are sitting in the car, there are angels flying around it. Your angels escorting your car so that the car will not go and hit something and cause some problems and things somewhere even if it hits you will escape on head next thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder the adder is a viper it's a type of poisonous snake the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet all these animals they are showing are types and symbols of the devil at certain points in time be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. The devil walketh about like a roaring lion. In Genesis, the devil was a snake. In Revelation, he was a dragon. So he's just talking about different ways in which the devil manifests in our lives. So what he's trying to tell you is that no matter how the devil manifests, whether in the form of a friend, whether in the form of your roommate, whether in the form of some relative somewhere or some strange man or strange woman that the devil brings into your life, what he's saying is that you shall trample him under feet next 
because he has set his love upon me therefore will i deliver him and the lord will deliver you and i will set him on high because he had known my name next he shall call upon me and i will answer him and the lord is telling you today that he will answer your prayer you have called on him for a very long time you have put petitions before him for a very long time he will answer your prayer he said i will be with him in trouble jesus never promised a trouble-free life as a believer he said many are the afflictions of the righteous but he didn't leave it there he said but the lord delivers him from them all any other affliction so trouble will come but god will be with you every step of the way he said i will deliver him and you'll not just deliver you he says and honor him i pray that god will honor you one of these days he will put a crown of honor upon your head when god honors a man it's a very beautiful thing the honor of man is nice but when god himself honors you it is a very wild thing and i pray that god will honor all of us at the right time may the, may, may the honor that god has preserved for us be released upon our lives next he said with long life will i satisfy him and show him my salvation we prohibit any premature death in the name of jesus christ of nazareth we speak long life into your life he said i shall not die but live to proclaim the works of god sometimes your purpose is a bargaining tool when it's a life and death matter he didn't say i shall not die so that i'll be rich i shall not die but live to proclaim the works of the lord your purpose and your assignment and your ministry is a bargaining tool if god said he was reducing the 20 percent oxygen content of the atmosphere to 19 and because of that some people will die what is that reason you are going to use as a bargaining tool for god to leave you as part of the people who will survive it is your assignment it is your purpose that is why it's not good to be a spectator in the house of god there should be something god can look at you and say for this reason for this reason i am taking him out of this trouble for this reason i am healing him for this reason i am taking him out of this tribulation it is your purpose it is your ministry that is why you must hold on fast to your ministry even in difficult times because it's a bargaining tool with god it's not the fact that you are handsome or the fact that you are beautiful or the fact that you have money it is because you are playing a certain role in his agenda somebody was sick in the body he told god that look god you know that by principle your holy spirit cannot work on it on his own he needs a body that is why even when jesus christ left he left a body which is the body of christ for the holy spirit to come and work with he needs a body and so god you need my body this is my body you need it it cannot be broken it cannot be weak it cannot be sick for this reason heal me for this reason heal me it's a bucket look god likes negotiators he doesn't like people who are just 
wailers and criers. You go to God and all you are doing is wailing. Come and negotiate. Let us talk. Come, let us reason together. Hannah was a negotiator before she was a crier. I need a child. You cry, 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 cry. One day she saw light. That particular year when she went, she said, no, I'm not going to cry again. Today I'm going to negotiate. She said, God, I need a son. You need a prophet. Give me a son. I give him back to you as a prophet. Let's talk. God said, this is what I want. I want that spirit of the negotiator. Come and let us reason together. That's what the Bible is saying. There should be a bargaining tool that you have. And I pray that that bargaining tool will speak for you in the day that you need it. I want us to stand to our feet and pray. We want to pray for divine protection as ambassadors of Christ. We want to pray for protection because it is our right as children of God. It's our right as ambassadors of Christ. It's our right as representatives of God in this dark and perverse world. And at the same time, we want to pray and extend that protection, that prayer unto our homes, unto our families. It talks about angels being given charge over us. We want to pray for the Lord to release angels into your homes. You don't want to hear bad news. How many of you don't want to hear bad news? You don't want to hear bad news. You don't want to hear bad news of sickness. You don't want to hear bad news of accidents. You want to hear bad news of a fire outbreak in your home. You want to hear bad news of an armed robbery attack. You want to hear bad news of a terrible diagnosis. You want to pray today. You want to ask God for divine protection. The Lord, let, let, let our rights for divine protection be activated and use us as a point of contact for the rest of our families let their going in be protected let their coming out be protected let them enjoy divine exemption from any evil in the name of jesus lift up your voice begin to pray right now begin to pray right now lift up your voice oh i cannot hear you lift up your voice and pray lift up your voice and pray lift up your voice and pray divine protection divine protection divine protection plead the blood plead the blood of jesus Plead the blood of Jesus over your home. Plead the blood of Jesus if you have children. Over your children, plead the blood of Jesus over your vehicle. Pray for divine protection. Pray for a release of angelic beings. Anybody marked for an accident, we cancel it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Any family member of yours marked for a road traffic accident, we cancel it in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ of Nazareth. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Divine protection. Divine protection. Divine protection. Divine protection. Let our going out be protected. Let our coming in be protected. Release angels into your home. Release angels into your host. Release angels over your friends. Some of these people, because they are not in Christ, they are vulnerable to the enemy vulnerable to the workings of the enemy vulnerable to the traps of the enemy you want to pray for divine protection for each and every one of them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God divine protection Lord divine protection you want to come against any trap of the enemy against your life any trap the enemy has set ahead of you sometimes the traps are in the form of human beings wrong associations 
wrong friendships wrong agreements wrong companionships wrong decisions they are all traps the enemy can use but the bible says my soul has escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowler and we are declaring today that every snare is broken and every trap is broken you want to deal with every trap that is ahead of you just lift up your voice and begin to pray some of the traps are at very crucial points in your life just when your elevation is about to come just when your promotion is about to come just when your breakthrough is about to come the trap just manifests itself like that and it begins to work against your life suddenly some strange human being comes into your life and influences you away from the things of God and when you are influenced away from the things of God you are influenced away from the protection of God declare that every trap is broken every snare is broken some of the traps are traps directly from the pits of hell we cancel every trap in the name of jesus we break every snare in the name of jesus we cancel every trap in the name of jesus we break every snare in the name of jesus we command the snares of the enemy to break in the name of jesus we command the traps of the enemy to be destroyed in the name of jesus anything that will cause our feet to slip anything that will cause us to fall any banana peel that is ahead of you let it be broken in the name of Jesus. Every trap in your relationship, every trap that has been set for your marriage, let that trap be broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May your soul escape like a bear from the snare, from the trap of the fowler in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Traps that will cause premature death, traps that will cut your life short, let them be broken in the name of Jesus. Let them be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every agenda of hell, wherever there are machinations, wherever there are, there are machinations, wherever there are conspiracies against our lives, we command the conspiracies to be confused and turned around in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. The devil has always worked with the weapon of conspiracy. It was by conspiracy that he tried to overthrow God. And he works with conspiracy against the children of God. Today, we are going to pray to overturn every conspiracy of hell against your life. Against your academics. Everything, every plan, every machination. You know, most of the time when you want to carry out an agenda, there are meetings. There are meetings. People put their heads together. Let us do this. Let us do that. Let us do that. It also happens in the realm of the spirit. On New Year's Eve, when you were drawing your New Year resolution, Satan was also drawing his plans for your life. But today we want to superimpose the plans and the purposes and the wishes of God for our lives over every conspiracy of Satan. And you are declaring that as you are praying, wherever an agenda is being hatched, we send confusion into the midst in the name of Jesus. Wherever demons and principalities and powers are conspiring against you to cause you sickness to cause you um, defeat to cause you failure whatever you want to pray and set confusion in the camp of the enemy in revelation chapter 8 the bible tells us of the fact that in summary when we pray the angels of the lord take our prayer mix it with coals of fire and throw it back onto the earth and when it is thrown back onto the earth there are certain things that are generated it talks about an earthquake it talks about lightning it talks it talks about thunder it talks about voices you want to pray that there will be 
uh, the voice of God will thunder in the camp of the enemy. We want to pray that there will be a shaking, an earthquake in the camp of the enemy. Wherever conspiracies against you are being hatched, lift up your voice. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Every conspiracy of hell, we cancel it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We cancel every activity of the enemy, every plan, every trap, every conspiracy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. While God is planning good for you, the enemy is also planning evil. But we command and we we demand that the conspiracies of hell be turned around in the name of Jesus. Every counsel of Ahitophel, let it be turned into foolishness in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God, the Son of the Living God. Anything that is waiting for you, anything that has laid ambush against you, anything that has laid ambush against your family, waiting to attack at the wrong time, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every agenda of hell is turned into foolishness today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God, conspiracies are turning around. Plots of the enemy are being scattered. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, plots to bring disgrace. Anything that is meant to bring disgrace, anything that is meant to bring embarrassment, sometimes a wrong decision can bring disgrace to you. Sometimes just one compromise can bring disgrace to you. You want to cancel any agenda of hell to bring disgrace to you in the name of Jesus. And most of the time, these things, the enemy plots them and places them at very strategic times in our lives. You want to declare that no such plan of the enemy shall function against you. No such agenda of hell shall function against you. No such agenda of hell shall function against your family in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. We turn around every agenda. We cancel every agenda. We turn every council of hell into foolishness right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. The Bible makes it clear to us that we are running a race. And with a race, the finishing is more important than the start you want to pray for finishing power that anything that will derail your progress and prevent you from finishing this race may the lord take it away in the name of jesus christ of nazareth those of you about to finish school may the lord give you the grace to cross the finishing line in glory in 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 success finishing is important it's easy to start finishing is not easy now somebody paul started ministry with called demas demas was a contrast of what happened to paul the bible said the love of the things of the world entered him and so at the point in time he left the ministry but in contrast paul when he was about to be killed finally said i have fought a good fight i have finished my race and i have kept the faith and i pray that that will be your story in the name of jesus Amen. today you want to pray that lord give me finishing power when i fall on the ground let me rise again i will continue to run the race until i see your face lift up your voice begin to pray finishing power anything the enemy wants to use to cut your race short you want to take it out of the way in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god lift up your voice lift up your voice lift up your voice lift up your voice 
may you finish the race. May you finish the race. May you not backslide on the way. May difficult situations not cause you to curse God. May difficult situations not cause you to turn your face away from God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Finishing power. Sometimes in the course of the race you feel weary. But may the Lord strengthen you once again. May the Lord refuel your energy. May, may your tongue be refilled in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Some of you, you've been able to stay away from a certain besetting sin for a very long time. But you're beginning to feel weak. You're beginning to feel like very soon I'm going to compromise again. Receive a fresh injection of power. Receive a fresh injection of willpower. Receive a fresh injection of the enablement of the Holy Spirit. May, may your power to resist even go on to another level. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I sense this very strongly that somebody is about to give up. Somebody is about to compromise. But may the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord inject some supernatural fire into your bones once again. In the name of Jesus, I declare upon your life that you will not compromise. That you will not fall. You will continue to stand. You will continue to be an ambassador of Christ. You will continue to proclaim the works of God. You will continue to maintain your stance in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. The weariness is going away. The tiredness is going away. Strength is coming back. Energy is coming back. Power is coming back. Your willpower is coming back. Your ability to resist is being renewed in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and shall not sing. I declare to you that you continue to run and you will not grow weary. You shall continue to walk and you shall not faint. You will not stop and sit down. You will not stop and lie down. You will continue to fight until you see the victory. Begin to thank God for today. Just bless His holy name. Just bless His holy name. We trust you have been blessed by this message. For information on how you can receive more teachings from the man of God, Reach us on 024-873-7350. Stay blessed. Overflow.